0: Hello, we are live. Welcome to Shooting the Shit. It's Monday again. It seems to come around so quickly, doesn't it? Um, and today we are talking about toxic femininity because we cover all the fun subjects on this podcast. <laughs> all the exciting things to brighten your day. So, uh, before we dive into some toxic femininity facts and figures, uh, Hannah, what's your name and where would you come
1: from? I'm Hannah and I am from Grow Traffic.
2: And Joe, what's your name and where would you come from? Uh, Yeah, my name is Jo, and I I work in publishing. Yes, you do, you do. Um, And Rish might join us, but she might not. Um, And I'm
0: Rachel, and I work in SEO. Girls in SEO, eh? That's a a turn up for the books, isn't it? Um, So... Exactly. Um, today we are talking toxic femininity. Now, there's quite a lot of um, disagreement about what toxic femininity is. If you look online and Google it, you actually, even in the, the Google answers, so what Google deems be the correct answers, you get several different definitions of what toxic femininity is. And I suppose really you can tell, it depends whether you're coming at it from a, a masculine side or a feminine side. Now, obviously we know what toxic masculinity is that's that's when men are as much victims of the patriarchy as women are Um and so a lot of men will say well toxic femininity essentially is feminism Um, and there's quite a lot of articles online about how toxic femininity and toxic feminism are the same thing Um, but they're not that's not what we're talking about what we are talking about when we talk about toxic femininity is when essentially women don't support each other so if you've ever been in a situation where you're trying your best and another woman has put you down or diminished you or spoken over you doing all of the things that that men are normally doing um, because they deem you as a threat or they are jealous of you that is toxic femininity and so naturally that tends to occur
1: most in the workplace I think in most people's examples Hannah it's interesting that toxic masculinity is like the negative impact of the expectations placed on men or you know the mask to be masculine whereas toxic femininity is Girls against girls, like girls are mean to each other. And I wonder like where this definition has come from and where this difference has come from that the masculinity is, you know, poor men, these expectations are crippling them. And and rightly so. But but with women it's girls are mean to each other.
0: But I, I do think perhaps it's come essentially from the same place because when we talk about toxic masculinity, it's that men are victims of the patriarchy. So we expect them to be strong and we expect them to be, uh, you know, to never cry and to not show emotion and to go and be the breadwinner of the family, all of those things. And, and toxic femininity in a way kind of comes from the same thing. It comes from the same place. It, it's the fact that, you know, for the past 30, 40 years since second wave feminism, There have only been a few women that have broken that glass ceiling. And if you are the token woman in the boardroom and all of a sudden a young, bright thing comes along threatening your position, you know, you perhaps are going to. There's been this idea that, you know, only only a small percentage of women will be in the workplace and therefore another woman threatens you when actually what we're trying to say with, with modern feminism is that there is no limit on success. There's no number quota. You know, we can have an entire women full of boardroom. So don't pull the ladder up behind you and encourage those next ones along. What's a so whole
2: funny I hope
1: you oh. could, you could have had a whole women full of boardroom. <laughs> that sounds uncomfortable. No, it's true. And I think, like, I think there's also this, and I'm sure we'll get into this, I feel like stay-at-home mothers and working mothers, and working women, and and uh, people who don't have children, and people who don't want children, and we're all pitted against each other. Absolutely. But it, but and and often it's us doing the pitting, and you know it, it's us kind of tearing each other down for our decisions, and saying this makes you less of a less of a woman, or you know less of a mother, or like that midwife that asked me if I work or if I'm a mother, and um, like both. Yeah. Um, and it's exactly <laughs> that,
0: because I think, you know, even if we take it out of the workplace and bring it home, when I think about, you know, Dali said to me once, he was like, you know, I was like, I've got to clean my house or people will judge me. And he was like, who is going to judge you? And I was like, well, my mother, for one thing. And and then I thought about all the people that I was be frightened of judging me for having a dirty house. And it was women. It was other women. Like, because I just think men are not going to give a shit, are they, if you haven't Ubered for four days? Whereas it's a woman true. will come round and go, Oh God, she's got a filthy home. Oh God, look, she hasn't cleaned her curtains, or her house stinks. Really? Like, I suppose. No, oh, like, this is what know? I mean. I don't know. We we have uh, this impression of of like you say, we're pitted against each other. Is it all manufactured? Is it in our heads? Like, don't, Joe, or, have you ever right? felt this? Oh, so go on, Hannah. Go on.
2: All right, go on, Joe. let go edge would be nice. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. Well. Um, well. It was really interesting when you posed this question to me, a little chat on the group, and I was like, yeah, well, I feel like I just spent my life being put down by other women. But I never thought of it as a women thing. I just thought about it as a mean girl, just mean people, mean. Yeah. <laughs> um. But, yeah, it is. It's, And I think, well, obviously I'm much older and wiser now, and it just horrifies me how much girls or women are just willing to tear tear someone else down and yeah. and often for traits yeah, around good. being a woman to start with you yeah. know I mean the big thing for me is uh growing up because you know you're too clever you're too tall you're too skinny your boobs aren't big enough like all of these you know and as a girl they're all dreadful things you know yeah. um and it was girls who were throwing that mainly at me yeah,
1: you? I had. I had. Your boobs are so big, so you must be a slut. Like they're all like the too tall thing as well, or you're too sporty, or you know, so you're too sporty. Too so you butch, must a, Too butch. Yeah, oh, you must be a lesbian because you're sporty and you're tall, and you you yeah. enjoy this and like it, yeah. And it was mainly girls, but it was also boys.
2: Yeah, mm. I did get it from boys too, but yeah, it was just seemed to be there. But it was very gendered.
0: Yes. Yeah. It is, Jen, and this is it. And, it, and that that whole guilt. I mean, around. I mean, you mentioned Hannah. You know, workplace and motherhood and things. You know, if you if you stay at home with your baby, oh, you're just a stay at home mother. If you go out to work, you know, you have all that guilt about leaving your baby. All of the the connotations about houses and housework and you know, cooking. Do you cook for your family even all of that kind of stuff? You know, and it, it absolutely is. It's it's that criticism that comes from within. Yeah, Hannah. Yeah, I
1: must say I've never felt guilty for working and I've always worked full time with both the girls and went back to work pretty early after having both of them and I've never felt guilty for it and I've never been made to feel guilty for it nobody has ever said to me like oh those poor children or whatever you know because I've because I've worked I just see it as I have to do it they're learning from it, they're getting like a good role model from it. And I've received nothing but support, really. But I know plenty of women who do feel the guilt for it. But I don't really know where that comes from. I feel like that's what you're told you're supposed to feel by, you know, the media or society or whatever. But actually, in day to day interaction, I've never I've never received that.
0: It's a good part. I don't think anyone has ever made me feel guilty. But just yesterday I was texting my friend Karen. She messaged me. She said, Can I have Lewis at the for one of the last days of the summer holidays? And I messaged her back and I said, Yeah, funnily enough, I've booked those days off as guilt days with my child. And she was like, What do you mean, guilt days? And I was like, Well, I work all summer holidays. So I always take the last couple of days of the holidays off to spend some time with him. And and even then I was like, Why? She was like, Why do you feel guilty about that? I'm like well, because you're off all holidays because she works at a school so she's she gets all the holidays off and, and she said to me she was like don't be stupid but again yeah I, nobody said that to me i've put that guilt on myself it's crackers so have you ever joe first have you ever but i mean you've already said you have but can you think of an example where a woman in a workplace setting put you down for something you did
2: or not done yes mm. yes yeah, I can. I can be. I've been. I was chewed out about something that I hadn't actually done. It was a barefaced lie, um, but I recognise in hindsight that it was to try and put me in my place. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. But
2: by that point, I'd recognise that, so I did something about it.
0: Yeah. Do you think that that spurred you on slightly uh, more in in a sort of perverse way rather than did put you down?
2: Yeah, it did by then because I'd learnt from you know, I'd, I'd, I'd learned from my experiences growing up, really. And by that point, when I was aware, when I was really aware of it, it was, I suppose, it was when I was coming through with it, and I wasn't going to stand for it. And I wasn't going to stand for it for any other woman on my team either. By that point, yeah. I was like, go big or go home by that point. So I was like, I'm <laughs> done being put down. Yeah, <laughs> I recognize what's happening. I recognize why you're doing it. And I'm not standing for it. So
0: one of my examples was actually only happened a, a couple of years ago and it was funnily enough it was in the Suroptimist, which you know ding ding mentioned for the Suroptimist, but I you know it's a women's organization we are there now I was I was asked because I do SEO for my job you know I, I help people write SEO optimized blogs they asked me how do we make our blogs reach out to a bigger audience so I put a content calendar in place and I had a meeting with the woman who has done the content calendar for the last few years. Now she is very very high powered. She's a very successful woman. She's has a seat at the UN. She writes international policy. You know, she's the director of program action for the organization. So, you know, she's got a lot of notches on her belt, but she essentially said to me, you know, sit down, you don't know anything about this and stay in your lane. And I was like, "Oh, okay." okay so that's the challenge then but i was really surprised I, like when i thought about it afterwards i was like do you know what actually that's happened a few times but a bit like you joe i hadn't necessarily recognized it for what it was but by that point i had and it was the nudge i needed to to circumnavigate and say all right if you're gonna block me how do i get around you and do it anyway what's your example hannah
1: um- I can't think of a very specific one. I remember a woman shouting at me, a colleague shouting at me when I was quite a bit younger. Um, but I wasn't very young, you know, I'd I'd already kind of I was 26 or like 27. So like, you know, I'd been in the workplace a few years, I'd had an eye by this point. I was fairly like self-assured. And she called me cocky. And and I think I know, I know. And I think, you know, I do come across as cocky um often and and but it's not um Well, I suppose it is cockiness, like I think I'm just... But it's not, is it? This
0: is the thing. It's assertiveness. And again, why do we accept it in men? Why will we say, you know, oh, yeah, they're just being, um, you know, um, not the word, uh, you know, what's the word where somebody wants to go for something and think they deserve it? Ambitious. Ambitious. That's it. Yeah, you know they're being ambitious. They they've got a plan and they're going for it. Why do we accept that for men and we and we say in women like because apparently so seventy percent of women have reported feeling bullied in the workplace from from a female coworker and women are fourteen to twenty one percent more likely to report female work colleagues for being uncivil or um, assertive or you know um. What's the word? Jesus, I'm no good with words today. Um, I don't know. Aggressive, aggressive, that's it. Aggressive, uncivil, or assertive. So 20% more women are likely sorry, women are 20% more likely than men to report their female co-workers for being assertive and aggressive. Why? Why why did we not accept it?
1: I mean, my beautiful, wonderful, and intelligent friend Liz. She um, is very assertive. She's incredibly committed to a job. She's like really, really skilled at it, highly qualified, really good at it. And she gets called, you know, aggressive and cocky all the time at work because she's just assertive. She sees something that she needs to do and she goes and does it. She doesn't pussyfoot around and she, you know, sees something that will benefit her students and she goes and sorts it. She doesn't kind of ask for permission off people and and i've i worked in that department with her women don't like it because she's you know piece above sticks she's too big for her boots and mm-hmm. and i don't know why i don't know why it's not tolerated i think there's this kind of feeling that maybe because we've because women have traditionally had to fight so hard for everything that they've got it feels like um equality is not one plus one it's one minus one you know if I get something you're going to lose something and and therefore it doesn't benefit any of us so I'm going to hang on to this kind of well thought for a little bit of ground maybe
0: I think a lot of it comes down to that I think a lot of it is jealousy Joe, were you going to say something
2: I think it's also it makes people uncomfortable and that's when people react mm. you know for whatever reason it taps into something within them and goes oh I don't like that <clears throat> Not like, and I think it's something that's often very ingrained within us and and comes from that early experiences of what our gender expectations are. So there's like, oh, you know, that whole, you know, woman shouldn't shout or be assertive or, you know, and have those masculine traits. I think it just makes people feel fundamentally uncomfortable. Mm. And that's why they're then more like to completely complain. It's like, it just doesn't feel
1: right. It's interesting you're saying women shouldn't shout. So when I was a teacher, I had a policy to never, ever, ever shout because I just felt once, once I'd shouted, women go shrill when they've shouted and they look hysterical and you lose control. Like the the male teachers would shout and scream all day long. And I I always think it is so undignified when women shout. Like you just instantly lose power. Um, and I think that comes down to that whole... Uh, idea that a shouting woman is hysterical and lost her bloody mind but do you know what that's true and
0: and do you know what the other thing is that is intrinsic in a classroom setting you know i've seen this where a, a man will shout at a classroom full of children teenagers i mean high school and and they will respond and they will be quiet whereas if a female teacher does it they go Ooh! And Mm -hmm. it's instantly like, you know, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, you know, how is that so ingrained at that age? That's crackers, isn't it? It
1: really is. Yeah.
0: Uh, Another thing I experienced. So when I used to work at the NHS, there was obviously the NHS, well, not obviously, but the NHS is a very highly female dominated workplace. And quite a lot of the time, the people who get, um uh promoted to positions are clinicians so they are nurses or doctors or whatever who have moved into management positions so they're not necessarily you know had any sort of management training but i work with a woman and and she was really really good and she was really really tough with me and and she used to shout at me not shout at me but she would tell she would correct me all the time and she would say that's not right. Do it this way. And at first I was like, oh, my God, you know, why is she being such a bitch with me? Well, is she jealous of me? Does she not like me? Blah, blah, blah. We all then went out on a, a piss up over Christmas and had a right good laugh. She was a completely different person away from the workplace, completely different. And we had a really good night. I'm still friends with her which is why I'm not mentioning her name. Um, but as soon as we went back into that workplace setting, she was she was a ball breaker. And I realized it was because she could see that I could do better. And she wanted me to do better. And she wanted me to move up the ladder and progress. And she supported me to do that every step of the way. But she did that by pushing me and not by going easy on me. So I wonder if there's something there as well about, um, you know, that that kind of Once I'd seen her outside work and I'd seen her feminine qualities and we'd had a laugh and we connected on a human level, I respected her bolshy male energy in in the workplace a little bit more. I don't know. I've never examined I think
1: that because, I mean, you probably wouldn't have felt like that if it was a male doing it. I think there's a lot to do with it is how women are portrayed in the media or in culture, you know, in literature, and culture. You're You're a mother or you're you know you're the madonna or the whore or you're trunchful or you know you are kind of one of these archetypal uh characters like a trope mm-hmm. joe would say the major mm-hmm. the, mm-hmm. the mother or the crone yes exactly so you know i think there's a lot about women are pigeonholed into these not very complimentary roles and anything out of that feels like joe said abrasive and and not
2: you know not comforting and
0: not comfortable i think that's a really interesting way of putting it as well joe yeah and i think
2: it also stems from the fact that that whole comfortable thing a lot of female roles have been as the you know to to be the calming the caring to keep things nice so anything that just feels against that just makes people react. I think that it does tap into that.
1: Mm. Yeah, mm. it's interesting. I was thinking about this, and I was thinking about kind of the 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 times in my life when I've been in very female-dominated spaces, and I don't. I've never had that toxic femininity in sport, like which I've never mm. played sport in like anything other than fun, but. I just don't see it there. You know, it's very supportive. Everybody's very welcoming, and uh, and that's whether you you know you're playing with just your own team or if you're playing against other teams and stuff. It it just it doesn't it seems like a totally different environment, and I wonder if that's because their assertiveness, kind of aggressiveness, ambition, dedication that's they're the they're the um, the virtues that are admired and necessary. Well, also the power
0: structure, the power imbalance has changed, hasn't it? You know, you play team sports, you play netball. So whether or not somebody is gonna win at that team sport depends, you know, you're only as good as your weakest member. So they they need you if they're gonna win. Everybody needs everybody to be good. So it that power imbalance is there to lift people up. Whereas in the workplace, it's much more competitive. You know, there might only be one director. Well, no, of course it shouldn't be, of course it shouldn't be. And, And and you shouldn't be in the in the mindset where you know this is my job and I need to be in it for the next 20 years everybody should have that career progression that means that they're constantly, constantly moving up. But that's the thing. There's always been this glass ceiling for women, hasn't there? So it's like I haven't got anywhere to go. And if somebody younger and better who looks, you know, better in a dress and fucks the boss and has some some great stilettos comes along, I'm going to be out. And, and, you know, how do we how do we change that? I mean, the, the whole thing is about women supporting women and Joe you wanted to bring in the the thing that's been happening in the news recently that's been making you cross, which is a perfect example of women not supporting women. So tell us about
2: that. Well, I'm so angry about it. I only saw, I saw enough on the news just to rant all over it. So I'm sorry, I will not get any of the details right. Um, I just, but in short, um, I'm sure most people listening to this will know about the, um, young um, child, because she was 15, of colour who was pulled out of an exam to be strip-searched for drugs by two WPCs. Um, I believe she was also on her period and asked to remove her um, sanitary towel. It was all done without the proper supervision. It wasn't done within uh, police guidelines. And this would be sickening on any level but the fact it was two women that did this to a child a girl is the bit that I just can't on any level comprehend mm. and I think that's you know the, there's the only thing it seems to be that it's it's around racism but it actually really just makes me sick to my stomach and I just can't mm. imagine how that that girl feels and how that's going to affect her, about her not only her trust, let's be honest, trust in the police is a, a very all time low, but layer on the fact that these are all the women yeah. Just, it just makes me feel so sick. I
0: mean, that's that's the bit that is so, you know, had two, had two male police officers done it, then, you know, maybe you could say, well, they didn't quite understand, you know, they don't understand the shame around being 15 and being on your period. But two women, they should have remembered what that feels like. You know, like you said, there's enough shame around it anyway, especially being at school and everybody knowing that was the height of embarrassment. Well, you wanted to hide everything about, and we, we've talked about this before, but... But for two women to, like, did they suspect that she had drugs then? What was the reason for taking her out and strip search? I believe yeah,
2: the 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 the. I it was the head uh, master, the head, the, the head of the school had uh, called the police because they believed there was cannabis. I mean, talk right. like,
1: oh my god, for cannabis.
2: I know yeah, it's, not, it's right. not like there was some like crack ring going on within the school that needed busting <laughs> out, and you know, frankly most police officers have got better things to do. That's the other bit, <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, absolutely. But like you've said, at that age though, that just undermines all of that trust in authority, doesn't it? And, it? and it absolutely comes back to toxic femininity at the heart of it. It's that women are not supporting each other and, and we're not saying, and obviously this is not everybody, I know that, but you know, rather than saying, they should have gone to the head and said, all right, this is a sensitive situation. We're going to handle it in a certain way. But instead, they've undermined her trust and they've embarrassed her and they've prevented her from then looking to older women or women in power, positions of power as as people to look up to, which is so damaging and so sad, isn't it?
1: It's awful. It really is. Um where is it? Where was the school?
2: It's London way.
1: God, terrible. I,
2: that's why I saw it on my, the news sort of last night. And that's why, and I, I do apologise if I've got any of the details wrong, but it, the report came on. I was like, what the hell? we speaking to my husband. As we you know, he's a Met police officer. So, and he had, he's been in work over the, week anyway, he knew more about it and was filling in any of the details and was obviously is equally as disgusted and horrified by it. I mean, I did talk over most of the report because I just couldn't, I think thinking of myself as a 15 year old girl you, you just can't uh, what, that's the bit I don't get you cannot how can you not empathize yes I mean, how can you not empathize in that
1: situation like how did the school let it get to that how i mean imagine how many checks how many instances there were how many opportunities there were for someone to say this is not right you know strip it. it wasn't like the Ross has banged down the door and whipped her clothes off. You know, it wasn't done in like the blink of an eye. I would imagine it was a process of, right, we're going to phone the police. Right, the police are here. Right, we'll lead them to her. right, you want the room to strip search her in you know like how did you get somebody
0: somebody at some point should have said hang on a minute this is not appropriate but you know what i mean and i don't want to disappear down a rabbit hole of just the met because i know you know that this issue is bigger than that but i was really sad when cressida dick was made to resign recently not necessarily because i'm a huge fan of cressida dick because i'm aware that there are some flaws going on there but then again (laughs) there are some flaws everywhere aren't there so nobody's perfect but also you know uh, not that long ago we had a female prime Minister, we had a female leader of the Met, we had a female leader of the London Fire Brigade, we had a female leader of the Scottish Government, you know, there were women in positions of power. And what seems to have happened is that they've each had this individual hate campaign Gone against them, and they've been removed before they could make real systematic change, because that 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 attitude trickles down from the top, doesn't it? So that respect of women, and I mean, I know she was done because of the well, um, you know, um, Sarah Everard fed into it, but you know, she's got generations of of change and, and and attitudes that she needs to try and reverse she's not going to manage that in in just a few short years and she's yet been blamed for that and what we now haven't got is the chance for that change to continue to trickle down so that that toxic femininity so that 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 you know attitude towards women and ingrained sexism is challenged
1: I mean, I really, I know know you're not saying this. I really don't think you can keep people in positions just because of their gender. And I know that's not at all what you're saying. I do think, though, that Theresa May, for example, Cressida Dick, um, Arlene Phillips, and people like this, they are put under a lot more scrutiny than men i mean look at the shit that theresa may got oh, and yeah, oh my god sorry look the, at her, shoes. <laughs> look at her
2: yeah. shoes
1: look at her shoes look at her clothes yeah. Yeah, look at her stands. i mean yeah. boris johnson is a laughing stock and yeah. doesn't come under half the scrutiny i mean he does he breaks the law almost daily it would appear and like nothing <laughs> ever happens theresa may wears some some leopard leopard print print heels. Heels.
0: Yeah. oh my god <laughs> and,
1: uh, and she does an awful dance and she's the fucking devil and like crested a dick us like, you know yes yes She. there were some failings absolutely there were some failings but bloody hell fire if there haven't been failings before and mm. I don't know I just feel like women in power come under a lot more scrutiny yeah. than men I, yeah
2: they, they have higher expectations put upon them and it's almost used as that, like, well, a woman's not sorted it, so it's not work, then yeah,
0: yeah. And, and also again this is this is a prime example of toxic femininity because it's women that do it remember that when we had that article michael gove's wife who was writing in the telegraph i think and she did the article about who had the nicer legs theresa may or nicola sturgeon and you're like come on guys Stop come it. on you know Stop probably... it, people. Um, I'm, I'm aware that hannah has a hard deadline of of 4:30, uh, yeah. so we need to get a wiggle on so you know i mean the long and short of it the answer is we support each other don't we? we 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 have a sisterhood but but hannah first how are we gonna tackle this
1: And um, i personally i fall foul of it almost daily i'll look at a girl and i'll think god i wish her, my hair was like that or i don't like this or oh, look at the state of her
0: house or... yeah
1: yeah, yeah and we, and all and it. we all do it we all do it and it's an internal dialogue and you and but it and it's natural to think it but you don't have to let it come out of your mouth and you can mm. challenge that, that thought in your head. You know, oh my God, look at her shoes, right? Why am I thinking this? Because she might be an amazing scientist or a fantastic rower or something. So, you yeah. know, like I think, yes, you will have that internal dialogue. Don't beat yourself up about it, but don't fucking say it. <laughs> like, yeah,
2: good point. Joe. what do you think? Well, that was about what I was going to say, actually, is you've got to challenge Sorry. yourself, really. Yeah. Is be aware of it and challenge it. Be careful what comes out your mouth. And yeah, I mean, I'm not also saying if something needs calling out, it needs calling out whatever gender, you know, That you don't just support the sisterhood for the sake of it. If something's wrong, that's a whole other thing. But check yourself before you call it out and check your own bias. Yeah, Yeah,
0: that's really, yeah, check your motives as to why you think that really examine that. Yeah, that's and and would you say it if it was a man in that position? I think that's a really good point. And mine would just be back to the point of, you know, that success is not a limited resource. And, you know, of course, there are going to be girls and women who are going to come surprisingly some of them might even be prettier than me some of them will be thinner than me some of them will be miles better than me um, and that doesn't diminish me in any way you know somebody yeah. else's success bears no impact on me as a human being or me as a person so you've yeah. just got to try and support women as much as you possibly can um
1: and can yeah you and not you play on that as well Stop yeah. fucking attaching value to weight. Like it's not yeah. a, like doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't equate.
0: No, absolutely <laughs> not. Value. It absolutely doesn't. Um that's it. Thank you very much, girls. That was a that was a good session. And uh, we'll be back in two weeks. No idea what we'll be talking about. Um, it- problems. Oh God! Oh, I hate that term.
1: I hate fragile goblins. It's an awful term. It's a that- term like some people use for their children like yeah, I just like think strong. it's the most abhorrent like term. Like- I haven't heard it
2: until today.
1: Yeah, I, just yeah.
0: Think, I think it's the word crotch that does it I just don't like it um,
1: But anyway concept that like, you've birthed goblins Like love your children Nurture your children like, Don't call them a fucking crotch oh, goblin
0: I mean that's a bit of a step too far Ah that's, that's no
1: <laughs> mine's, mine's just
0: off to ride a tractor around the field Um Anyway ah. thank you very much for watching If you are watching on catch up You can still leave us a comment And we will see it If you are listening to this on the podcast Please do leave us a review and subscribe And if you are watching it on YouTube youtube subscribe below guys well, subscribe
1: you we um, did well to meet rachel to not use any visual cues on the podcast i was
0: i was gonna get some cards <laughs> to hold up uh, yes, about what is this toxic femininity
1: or we're not holding like, cards for us to read and we were doing hand signals <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah right, uh, podcast yeah, Podcasts. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll get that. We've only been doing it for nearly two years. That's two fine.
1: years. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Wave girls. Thanks very much. Um-